there I was sitting in a pastor's meeting and someone stands up and says that their church was exploring and beginning to have a conversation about whether they should have female elders or not. Instantly, I pulled out my phone and started texting other men in the room uh, that were from our church saying, did you hear what he just said? And as soon as the meeting was over, I made a beeline to uh, the person that was leading that conversation. And I said to him, by the way, you mentioned that your church is going to uh, start this discussion about whether you should have female elders, women elders. And I said, that's a five-minute discussion at best. And he looks at me, actually looked down at me and said, well, that's a matter of opinion. Welcome to the Ordinary Church Podcast. This is a podcast about the church and for the church. You just heard Mike there with a little bit of a teaser uh, for what's on the table today. I'm Connor, and uh, we're excited to be with you. Our topic for the podcast today is why no women pastors and elders. Um, something that Mike, we spent lots of time talking about, but have never recorded a podcast about that I can remember. And uh, we just want to wade in and try to give a super clear answer. Um, just say exactly what the Bible says in answering that question. Well, I know women pastors and elders. So Mike, I'm going to pass it back to you. And I know we're going to just walk through some texts and try to lay uh, the issue out on the table. So you can uh, kind of carry the ball now. Well, why no pastors and elders? Connor, uh, this is the easiest answer in the world to answer. Excuse me, the easiest question in the world to answer. Uh, it's easy to answer if you love the truth, if you hold to the scriptures rightly handled. Uh, plenty of Christians will say the Bible is inerrant. You know, it's, it's without error. The Bible is inspired. It's from God. Theopneustos, from the mouth of God. Uh, and the Bible's infallible. It's never going to lead you astray. But they can't bring themselves to say the scriptures are sufficient. Uh, it, that God has given us everything pertaining to life and godliness in the scriptures. And why no women pastors and elders? Easy question to answer. Here it is. Ready? Here's the bottom line on top. Because the Bible says so. Mm -hmm. That's the answer. That's because it. the Bible says That's so. It. Should we be done? Well, we're going to be done as soon as we look at the Bible. We're going <laughs> to okay. look at the Bible, and then, okay, we'll, then we'll close this off. This, this doesn't even have to be a long podcast. The thing is, people have done gymnastics over this thing and twisted themselves into pretzels, twisted the scriptures to their own destruction, as Second Peter says, because they've wanted something that the world wanted. Okay? Why no women pastors and elders? Easy question to answer because the Bible says so. Let's let's start with 1 Timothy 2. And by the way, my opponents on this, and they are many, they are myriad because they don't believe the scriptures. They don't believe the scriptures rightly divided. Uh, they don't believe that God meant what he said, so they have to make it say something else. And, uh, you know, I don't have any... Uh, hatred for them, but I have dislike because they twist the scriptures and then they upset the faith of a lot of people and people are now demanding. I've heard someone recently tell me, a head of a ministry, a head of a national ministry, tell me, well, the curriculum that we're giving out, we have had churches tell us, we will not use your materials unless you have at least one woman speaking. And then he said, I have other churches, such as yours, 
that say, we're going to follow what the scriptures say about preaching and teaching. And so, anyway, why know women pastors and elders? 1 Timothy 2, verse 12 says this, I do not permit a woman to teach or exercise authority over a man. Rather, she is to remain quiet. And the idea, this comes from uh, the order of creation, because in verse 13 it says, For Adam was formed first, then Eve, and Adam was not deceived, but the woman was deceived and became a transgressor. Now, this is a prohibition inspired by the Spirit of God. And it's, it's about eldership. It's about and now pastor, elder, overseer. Episcopos and poimen and presbyteros are all uh, parallel terms uh, talking about the roles of a pastor elder. That's where a lot of churches get off in that regard as well. They just say, oh, we'll call women pastors, but they won't be elders. And that is also a twisting of the scriptures. But here's, that's, this is why we don't have women pastors and elders, because the Bible says women are not to teach or exercise authority over a man. That's the ongoing ecclesiastical um, way of, of oversight, you know, no elder uh, oversight, no ongoing teaching of doctrine and, and all of that. And someone go, well, it's just going to be a one-off. It's the still, the, it's the same thing. We're not to put a woman in that kind of position. Not because women aren't gifted, not because women wouldn't be able to do it. Plenty are doing that, okay? It's because God, but because of the order of creation, gave men and women different roles. And by the way, I was talking to Wayne Grudem just yesterday. I had the privilege of being in Phoenix, Arizona, and, and I got to talk to this godly man, and one of the questions we asked him was this. It was a group of just four of us, five of us, and two of us went out there, and, and we asked this question, what is the biggest test of the church today? You know, why, why are so many churches caving in on biblical teaching, biblical doctrine? And he says, the number one test of the church has been egalitarianism versus male headship. The, this idea that there's just no difference between men and women. And he said, and, and it goes along with creationism and evolution. And, and, they, and the idea is that you have to tell the truth. There are two sexes. You see it through the animal kingdom. You th see it in plants and animals. You see it, it with humans. Two sexes. There are two genders, male and female. And the idea that the egalitarian idea is you just blend all that and it's just, it just doesn't really matter. And where do people get this idea? Well, they get the idea uh, from, again, twisting scripture. But in Galatians and chapter 2, and this is, this is where a lot of people will go and, excuse me, chapter 3, Galatians chapter 3, and we'll look at verse 28. It says, there is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free, there is neither male nor female, you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise. So people twist that and say, see, egalitarianism, it doesn't matter if a woman is a pastor or an elder, or they can do anything because there's no male or female. It's like, not so fast. <laughs> in context, this is saying, you know, at the foot of the cross, the ground is level. Like, uh, in Christ, uh, there, God's not making the distinction that, you know, Jew is better than Greek or slave or free or male or female. You're one in Christ. It's about the unity of the body of Christ. It's about... Um, the idea that there's no pecking order in terms of salvation. If you're saved, you're saved. All of that. So those are the first things we want to go to. And then we're going to also go, and then I want to pass it over to you with the, to uh, talk about it a little bit more, Connor. But First Timothy 3, okay, right after that First uh, Timothy 2.12, I do not permit 
a woman to teach or exercise authority over a man, but rather she is to remain silent. Then it says in chapter 3, verse 1, the saying is trustworthy. If anyone aspires to the office of overseer, he desires a noble task. And it goes on to say that the elder should be the husband of one wife. And again, people just take this out of their Bibles. You know, oh, they didn't really mean that. And they try to explain it away. And it's just... Uh, the male eldership is so clear why we don't have women pastors and elders because the Bible says so. Yep. Yeah, I I don't know that I have too much to add, honestly, Mike. I feel like we're we're wanting to, to just stay simple, and I think maybe one thing to just add, kind of supplementally, would be to say um, it's worth noting that uh, women all throughout Scripture are are serving and used in essentially every way under the sun, um, but in accordance with. God's given authority structure, mm-hmm. and and in the local church setting, that means that they're serving in all kinds of ways, just not as elders who have authority in the church and who are preaching. Mm-hmm. There's just a there's a plethora and wealth of ways that women are serving all throughout the Bible, all throughout the, our churches. Um, the one place in the church where God has said no, th- there's an authority here and a structure that I'm maintaining mm-hmm. is that it's it's men who, like in the home, are leading in the church with the uh, with the authoritative. Um, binding rule of an elder in, in that rule. So I would just, I almost wanted to say that just, you know, you could think of examples like Priscilla and Aquila or other places where women are mentioned in like really prominent roles, serving in churches, mm-hmm. having uh, churches meeting in their homes, even in that respect, being seen as, I don't, I don't know if you want to use the, the word leaders, but examples in the community, maybe even leaders, but they're not serving in that authoritative role of right. an elder or pastor. Right. And you know, what's interesting is some people are just so messed up in their thinking that they think, well, if I don't have the top spot, I must not be important. When Jesus over and over again said, if you want to be, you know, uh, uh, a leader, be a servant. If you want to, if, you, if you're going to follow me, deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me. The idea of denial of self and that any good pastor or elder I know doesn't think too highly of themselves. And they are, they keep getting humbled by God. They keep walking in repentance. When I was meeting with Wayne Grudem yesterday, Three different times he talked to us about things he repented of. I said, Dr. Grudem, hmm. you do a lot of repenting, don't you? And he just gives me this smile, you know, and it's like, yes, because that's the Christian life. That's what Luther said. When God willed the Christian life, he willed it that it would be one of repentance, ongoing repentance. And I would call anyone who's listening to this. I realize this has not been the sharpest podcast we've done, and I stumbled over some of my words even at times, um, and I just quickly you know, jotted down some ideas and I, because I, this, I do believe this is an easy question to answer and we're not being simplistic, we're being biblical, but I'm calling anyone who's listening to this, who is either going to a church that has women pastors and elders or who is thinking uh, strongly that women should be pastors and elders, I want to call you to repent of that. You need to repent of that false handling of scripture. You're like, what? I'm not trying to sin. Well, because you repent of sin, Right. Well, it's a sin to twist the scriptures. And let's say you came by it honestly. Let's say your church is just pushing this agenda and you really didn't, you were a bit uneasy about it. You really weren't excited about it, but you are, now you're okay with it. And you'll even say things like, well, you know, the women preachers are actually better than the guy preachers. You know, I know one uh, male pastor whose wife is a co-pastor with him. They're the senior pastors of this one church. He will say, well, my, my wife is a better preacher than me you know what? That doesn't matter, okay? She might be a more gifted public speaker than you. She's not called to preach. God did not call her to preach. 
So she called herself to preach or someone else called her to preach, but God did not call her to preach. Why do I know God didn't call her to preach? Because God says there are not to be any women pastors and elders. So there you have it. Easy question to answer. And again, even in 1 Corinthians 14, verse 34, as in all the churches of the saints, the women should keep silent in the churches. They are not permitted to speak, but should be in submission as the law also says. If there's anything they desire to learn, let them ask their husbands at home. It is a shameful thing for a woman to speak in church. Now, we're not saying women are shameful. We love women. I, I'm married to a woman. Uh, we've been married for 32 years. I have four girls and a boy. God gave me four more women than men it, as my progeny. I, I love how God has designed his creation and his church and the family, that there are two sexes. We have to tell the truth about that. And they have different roles and functions. And that's just wonderful because God designed it that way. So I'm calling anyone who has adopted these views that women can be pastors and elders to please go away from those views. And if you're the one at your church who's saying, I'm not comfortable with it. Thank you, Mike, for saying it. And you're saying, I, I'm not comfortable with this. I've never been comfortable with it, but I've just gone along with it. Please make an appointment with your pastor as soon as you can. Bring someone with you just to just to have accountability and basically go and and share 1 Timothy 2.12 and 1 Timothy 3.1 and following. And and how about 2 Timothy 2.2? 2? The NIV said, uh, you know, the things you've heard and seen from me, these entrust to faithful people. No, it's faithful men. The Holy Spirit said men, okay? Uh, 1 Corinthians 14, 34 and 35, Galatians 3.28. And remember this, the first test of the church, I think the number one test of the church in these days that the church has just gotten so soft on and fallen apart and, and just splitting at the seams is egalitarianism versus male headship. Okay, God designed it. It's not bad. It's good. And again, it goes right into creationism or evolution. Because if you're going with the trans agenda or you're going with there's more than one gender and all that, you're going with evolution ideas, not creationism ideas. Hmm. So you can't call yourself a creationist if you're buying into the trans agenda. And you might, you might just be got blown out of the water just then, but you need to go look at it, okay? So let's, let's boil it down. Why no, why no women, pastors, and elders? Easy question to answer because God designed it this way. And if God had designed it otherwise, we would, we would trumpet that. But we are constrained by the scriptures, 2 Timothy 2.15, uh, to show ourselves approved unto God as a workman who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. That means we take the word of God and we take it in context. We look for authorial intent and we read it, we explain it, and we exhort with it. And that's what I'm exhorting you today on this. This is the truth believe the truth. Don't believe all the, again, the gymnastics that people do with this or uh, twisting the Bible into pretzels and all of these things. And why do you, you know, let me go back to the opening. That day when I was in that meeting, the upshot of that is I got a lot of heat for that one. I'm, uh, it's the gift that keeps on giving. I think this was like four or five years ago. And I heard that and I went up to the guy and I said, look, that's the that's a five minute discussion at best, and I thought he would say I know, but we, and he goes no 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 there's you know it's a matter of opinion and he gives me these four opinions and I'm thinking oh my goodness the liberal church was doing this in the 60s and 70s and people were doing it even before that what this guy has gone hook line and sinker with just absolute progressive liberal thinking that twists the scriptures well that wasn't the end of the story 
I really felt compelled to say something to that church that was making that decision. So our elders wrote a letter. Another, other two churches that were like-minded with us wrote a letter. And then we went in person and we appealed to them to not do this, to not go this way. Long story short, they absolutely went that way. Their mind was made up from the beginning, though they said they were having a conversation and all of this. They had one agenda on this and they did it and they got what they wanted. And all they did was weaken the church and they're going to upset the faith of people because they're not handling the word of God accurately. And you know what? I'll take heat for that any day of the week. I will be in league with Jesus on this one uh, to my dying day. And you know what? I am not making this up. The church has believed this since the church was birthed. This is what God designed. We love all people. We love the church and we love the word of God because God gave the word to his church. And so this is, that's the bottom line for us. Yeah, that's it. I said, I got nothing to add. Listeners, thanks so much for joining us today. Hope that was helpful to you. Gave you some things to chew on and think about. Maybe some some things to do in your life in light of uh, where you might be. But until next time, we love you. We're praying for you throughout the week, especially if you're with us at Grace Church of Orange. Have a great day, and we'll talk to you next time on the podcast. <laughs>